0: Mayant Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt
1: Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, on this Tuesday afternoon. And we're excited to be with you. Lots to share today. Happy XFL Day on the program. It just so happens that we've landed a couple of XFL stars who happen to have played at Baylor. The best defensive player in the XFL right now is former Baylor weak side linebacker Jordan Williams. He's going to join us at 420 and at 5 o'clock Abram Smith, big-time running back for the Bears, now playing for a, an XFL championship. Aaron, do you know who Abram Smith plays for? Well, let me tell you, D.C., D, the D.C. team. Love this XFL, kind of like the USFL. We've got a good friend of the station that uh, coaches in the USFL, so we always kind of like to keep an eye on him and that is uh, none other than Stretch the man we call Glenn Stretch Smith. And so lots to get to today including Stephanie's sports corner. Aaron is Stephanie arrived on the scene is she perched is she is she ready to go today or is she is she down the hall like getting some paperwork done? Finalizing some deals. Does it look like she's had a productive day in terms of sales?
2: The last question, probably not. But she is punctual <laughs> as always. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is punctual as always. She she gets here right at the end of John's show, so she's always here in plenty of time for a segment.
1: And does she ever get there in time for birthdays? I could see, I could see Stephanie enjoying some birthday talk and really bringing something. To that segment, or does she come in kind of right after that?
2: Right after that, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. Love to get her involved in some good old birthday talk. Now tonight, uh, and Aaron, we got to stay on it. We got a tight ship, so I do not want to. We'll go right on time at four oh eight to Stephanie, or maybe even four oh seven, and get rolling because we do have people calling us at four twenty, uh, big time former Baylor greats. Aaron, I got to compliment you. I mean, I honestly had this moment where I was like, "Well, wait, how is ESPN Central Texas already promoting this? Like, what? I how how does it even know?" To and then it dawned on me that I had texted you, and I mean, within like five minutes, you were promoting it live on social media. I mean, that was big. So, Aaron, I just know that I noticed. I I noticed that you got that up there quickly, and so that's uh. That is uh, good stuff, and I appreciate that. Aaron, I was also looking today at, like, we're already getting the, we've got the 2024 rankings. We, now we have the 2025, talking about football. But yesterday, I love that, I love that um, the re-ranking of the 2023 basketball class in America, that the Bears, according to ESPN, have moved up to number eight. Number eight, according to Paul Biancardi, the director of recruiting for ESPN. Now, apparently, Aaron, also, we've got anonymous scouts across the NFL have reacted to Bronny James going to USC. Aaron, I I mean, honestly, I get that you want to stay and maybe, but wouldn't you be tempted... If you were brawny and going to play a couple of years of college basketball, wouldn't you be tempted to get out from under the watchful eye of LeBron? I mean, that's a lot to take on, is, okay, my dad plays across the street over here at Staples, and I play over here at USC. I couldn't tell you the name of wherever USC plays basketball, but Aaron, I would have had... He he also had Ohio State in the mix. I would have thought that would have been a good spot to go kind of the Midwest and play in the Big Ten and I mean you're playing at home. Aaron, and I guess the only good thing is I I mean I maybe I mean when you think of USC basketball, Aaron, does anybody get excited about that? I no. mean UCLA's <laughs> obviously had some good teams, but I mean other than that one guy here recently, you know, that was so great, who plays for the uh, Cleveland Cavs now. Mobley. Yeah. Yeah, is it Evan Mobley? And he had a brother on the team. I mean, that's a good player. But, I, I mean, I don't I, – I mean, I. we heard Paul Biancardi yesterday saying, oh, he really liked Andy Enfield. Oh, okay. I mean, Aaron, when we think of the great coaches in America, Scott Drew, Calipari – Now the guy, you know, Dan Hurley at UConn. I mean, how far do we have to go before we get to Andy Enfield? But yet that's where LeBron and the family apparently wanted Bronny to go. Um, uh, Some of these whispers coming out says, however, in transition, it's talking about Bronny James, LeBron's son, in transition or with a runway to the rim, Bronny has some pop. Where I would like to see him grow is as a one-on-one creator of his own offense. Aaron, you know the, uh, the uh, star player that Baylor's trying to land, Trey Johnson, number one kid in America for 2024? Today, today I participated in a, uh, uh, I was interviewed about him for a documentary that will drop later this summer. I'll have more on that. But uh, he's uh, he's part of a major documentary that was being done and filmed today. And, Aaron, I was asked to comment on him and some other things, the team that he plays on. So that will happen. Uh, that's going to come out in July. But uh, got my I've got a haircut happening tomorrow, Aaron. So, sadly, this will be the last time people see long-haired Mosley. And uh, it was it was it was uh it was, you know, flowing a little bit, but we had a we had a good talk and we talked about the number one player in the country for two thousand twenty-four. A player Baylor is really, really trying to recruit. I they've come at him so hard. May not land him, but it will not be for lack of effort. It would only be Aaron for lack of money, because I fear the Kentucky Wildcats The Bears cannot compete with Texas, the Kentucky Wildcats, and Kansas. I mean, Kansas has been giving money to players since before it was legal. All right? They've got a lot of experience at this. But uh, the Bears Bears can do some good things. Okay, uh, Aaron, you know what time it is. Let's prepare for Stephanie's Sports Corner.
3: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars,
1: and Epperson Tractors. You wait for it every day. You ask me about it when we're out on the streets. Restaurants across Waco. There's a burger restaurant recently. People are like, "When Stephanie come on? When does she? Matt, remind me when I can hear Stephanie each day. Well, it's uh, Uh 4.08 on uh, weekdays, and uh, Stephanie, uh, welcome to the program, as always. Thank you. Thank you. How are things percolating today?
4: Good. I've had a great day visiting people and, you know, making some deals, so it's been a good day. It's been a good
1: day. Any deals involving the (laughs) Mosley Show?
4: How did I know that was going to come up? Uh, Yeah, there's a couple out there that... We need to talk about later,
1: but yes. I I don't want to talk about it later. I just bring <laughs> it up right now. No,
5: I um, can't. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what. Yes. I want you to go get Ketox at some point. All oh,
4: right? I love Ketox. The
1: lip locker sandwich over there. Now, I don't want that to interfere with my devotion to Schmaltz's. Right. Schmaltz's is a tremendous sandwich. It is. The lip locker, but see, that's not. they're not really competitors because Ketox has oriental fries
4: different cuisine and
1: they have that great cheeseburger called the lip locker all right and okay. so i think we would be okay but tell the key talks people i miss them and i, I would love to love to them. get back over there at some point and I'll i see you're at be over there where i used to be a uh, boys and girls club coach I, oh. over at the uh, brownfield boys club nice. uh kind of in that neighborhood over there and we uh we had some great times there. We took the young men to uh, eight year olds. So imagine this. They let uh, my buddy and I, my fraternity brother, they said, Here are the keys to the <laughs> van. And we took the kids, we took eight, like eight year old kids or nine year old kids to Wichita Falls for a tournament and stayed in a hotel. And oh, my. the parents just said, Yeah, y'all. Yeah, we, you guys seem like good dudes, good <laughs> Baylor guys. Y'all have a good time. I I'm <laughs> know, I know. I was just thinking, I don't know if that would be allowed these days. But, um, but man, back in the day, we just Aww. they just said, hey, Mosley and Pulley, uh, good fellas, let's take take the young men off and let's go win a championship for the Brownfield Boys Club, which uh, for our time was run by Julius Denton, uh, former uh, Baylor great. Julius can still be seen around Waco. He may still be involved with the Boys and Girls Clubs. But uh he's an awesome guy. All right, Stephanie, okay. what do you uh <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's pretty good, Matt. <laughs> what
1: do you what do you what do you have in store for us today, well, Snor- we snorter? D-
4: okay, right. We just got through the uh the Kentucky Derby, right? Well, I knew they had this, but I thought they just did it like at festivals and you know, just fun times or like at the zoo. But they actually have leagues that I found today. And it is ostrich racing. And it is a thing. It's real popular in South Africa, but it is taking off in the United States. And these ostriches have jockeys, just like in horse racing. They have a saddle, they have reins, and they have bits. And these uh, ostriches can go up to 40 miles an hour. Like, they're really fast, and their stride is like 16 feet in a single stride. And you can go to an ostrich race in Nevada, Virginia City, Nevada. They have a big league there at their racetrack in the fairgrounds in New Orleans, which I had no idea. And also in Minnesota, Kentucky, and Iowa. It's really big in Iowa. So uh, besides horse racing, we have ostrich racing out there. Now get this. They say, which I can see, that these ostriches are really hard to train. (laughs) <laughs> and it takes a lot of training, so you want to get them when they're like thirty days old to start training them because they are aggressive, they are mean, and they are fast. So, trying to get them trained and getting a saddle on them is, is kind of difficult. So, I think it's kind of funny, actually. And get this: I don't
1: think you should ride an ostrich. Like <laughs> but this they is do crazy. it. They do it they're on not a big track. No, but they're not big enough to put a saddle on they do. And, and put somebody on the back of an ostrich. I don't think that's that's <laughs> I'm gonna it. go all pita on you that's too much <laughs> that's too much weight to put on an ostrich wow well, they're
4: kind of big I mean I saw some videos and it's a thing it's a thing out there and yeah, I mean, think about it. These jockeys, they're they're small, they're little, right? Just like in horse racing. I mean, they probably what, weigh a buck 20, if that a buck 10, so they can get on an ostrich that probably weighs what, 130, 140, but I mean, they have little legs. I get that, but yeah, they do it. And so they're doing it in the United States and they're trying to get the uh <laughs> what is it? The National Ostrich League Association started. <laughs> Aaron's over here just cracking up, Matt. You should see him. He won't even look at me. He's laughing so hard. But it's a thing. And so, yeah, I. if you want to go see one, we could go in September to Virginia City, Nevada, and it's a whole weekend festival of just ostrich racing. Like, I guess you could, like, even little kids can try it. I think it'd be kind of fun, actually. <laughs> He's like, I, Matt's like, what? I, yeah,
1: I don't, it's certainly not something I want to support is climbing on the back of an ostrich.
4: Why? It's not now, I, any different than climbing saw, on a horse. You're still on the back it, of an it animal. It is
1: very much different because the horse is an <laughs> enormous um, animal that is that can hold a human's weight. And, and in fact, that's been <laughs> happening since the beginning of time, since the Spanish conquistadors brought the horses over. But I, this the ostrich is a... This is a, I but, I am against you know, this. Uh, I am anti ostrich <laughs> racing.
4: But over in South Africa, even back in the old times, they used ostriches with wagons behind them to uh, travel from one town to the X with their goods. I'm telling you, it's out there. Just that when you get not, off that, air today, go go to the YouTubes and look up ostrich racing.
1: I assure you, that did not happen. Ostriches <laughs> were not did. were not taking. They were. Around. This is very odd. Okay, I'm going to need some time, Stephanie. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to cut you short, but I'm going to need some time to uh, to think through this one, process, process it. it. Ostrich, <laughs>
4: Ostrich racing. racing. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope they are, uh, yeah, not, I mean, you know, we had some issues at, the, uh, at Churchill Downs. I hope the ostriches are lasting. If anybody They're has ostriches. Longer. Yeah. If anybody has ostriches in the uh, greater Waco area, and, and is familiar with this and thinks you could train an ostrich to race, <laughs> be the first person to raise your hand. Text us at 254 662 1660. That's 254 662 1660. All right. Uh, all right, Stephanie. Well, well I appreciate go. it. You're yeah, welcome. excellent. Excellent. Ostrich yeah, you racing. never know. You never you know. Never know. <laughs> all right. I mean, I've always. I like a good pair of ostrich boots, but yeah, racing these uh, critters around—I
4: know yeah. it's a thing—and they That's can be st- worth up to ten thousand yeah. dollars. The big-time racers, just saying.
1: Yeah, look it up. You know, pretty sure none of this is true, but appreciate uh, <laughs> appreciate the effort today.
4: <laughs> All right, All have right. a good one.
1: A a uh, thank you for that. Uh, have a uh, uh, big-time guest coming up—an XFL, one of the all-time Baylor greats at linebacker. And uh, Jordan Williams joins us next. The source for Baylor
3: athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
4: Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for Ladies Night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville.
0: When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values: success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco. Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg and MLS number 746474 with 20 years experience. Visit AdamGoldenberg.Benchmark.us
3: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart,
7: get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground.
1: It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, just got a text, Aaron. Uh, Jordan Williams, a former Baylor great, just needs a couple minutes here. All right? Got some stuff going on. And uh, who knows, Aaron, could somebody be calling him to try to to try to try delay his arrival? Nobody would ever do that. But anyway, we'll get uh, Jordan on. That'll be great. And uh, he's going to be calling in uh, just a little bit. Aaron, that was uh, – Man, those were some really good Baylor teams, the linebacker, that 2019 team, especially that he was on. And you had, Bernard, you had Clay Johnston, you had um, uh, Terrell Bernard. And, you know, he didn't get as much attention, but my goodness, he was a three down linebacker all over the field. I mean, I just always enjoyed watching him play. And it's just really cool. He's getting his chance for the uh, for the, and, and I could not. I mean, the the story on this guy, talking about Jordan Williams, former Baylor great, now with the XFL, um, is, is just really cool. I mean, he was almost uh, one of the last guys picked, and he's ended up being like the best defensive player in the league. Uh, I I just I I, I kind of marvel at how this thing has gone, and they will be. Uh, they will be calling us any minute, and uh, Aaron. In fact, I'm uh, I'm communicating as we speak, um, and I want to just make sure I have that number to them correctly. Uh, okay, and we'll be hearing from Jordan Williams uh, shortly. And I like. I mean, right now there's all sorts of opportunities for Baylor players in today's kind of XFL day because Abram Smith is going to join us. And he's playing uh, for all the marbles. The big championship game is taking place this weekend. And I believe that's uh, Arlington uh, Renegades in that one. Jordan Williams now on the line. And uh, Jordan, uh, it's great to have you, man, on the Matt Mosley Show. And congratulations on a really remarkable season with those uh, San Antonio Brahmas.
10: I appreciate it, my man. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it is good to have you. And uh, I, I mean, what? So, what do you do now? I mean, you just you just basically became the uh, uh, the best defensive player in the XFL. I'm just sort of curious um, what kind of maybe calls you're getting. I mean, it, your story is pretty remarkable. Um, and I was just reading about some of the coaches you've had there, and you've got some some great uh, NFL types with Hines Ward, Joey Porter. I mean, this is really some, uh, some you know, the creme de la creme of uh, former Steeler greats. So what what do you do now that the uh, the season's over, and are you kind of getting some calls as some of these uh, NFL teams start to try to put their rosters together this offseason?
10: Uh, yes, sir. So uh, right now I am currently working on a mural down in San Antonio, um you know i do art on the side as well um but yes sir i'm back in training uh started like a couple of weeks ago um as soon as like we were done and getting back to it and uh, i got a, i got some few interests for some teams and we're just waiting on it to all for somebody to pull the trigger man and shoot i'm gonna give them everything i got
1: all right now what is this mural um if you can tell us i don't know you may not want to unveil this uh quite yet And in what part of town are you um where where is this happening? The mural that you're uh, you're working on. Have you already have you been commissioned by someone to do this mural?
10: Uh we we've been in contact with Maddie Murphy's right across the street or Maddie McMurphy's right across the street from uh the hotel we stayed in downtown, uh the Hyatt uh and yeah man, it's uh I got a lot of it on my Instagram man, but it's uh it's coming together man. It's like a it's the Alamo dome with the city skyline behind it. I'm going into, like, a nice Irish leprechaun type of guy. And then we got some of the mascots for the Brahmas, a couple beers clinking together up top, and a little special feature on the right side. That one I can't reveal. (laughs) All
1: right, now be careful with these drinks, Jordan. I mean, you did go to Baylor, and I was (laughs) was trying to remember you were – I think you were dating somebody pretty famous back in the day who may have been connected to a – you know, some religious, uh, uh, pretty big religious type person. So, uh, yes, don't let's try to let's let's just let's pretend those are non-alcoholic drinks. All right.
10: Absolutely. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'll be fun. That's worth the trip to San Antonio. Now, make sure you put a nice little up uh, on a mural like that. Where will you will you sign your name kind of smallish or uh, somewhere down at the bottom? How will that work?
10: Yes, sir. I'll sign it on the bottom left-hand corner. Okay.
1: Okay. I like to – and that's down there near uh, – I, I know where that Hyatt is. Now, how long were you staying in that Hyatt? Is that – were you all uh, holed up there the whole season?
10: Uh, no, sir. So, we were stationed in Dallas. Um, and, like, all the teams were stationed in Dallas. So, when we were yeah. home game, drive down to San Antonio. Got it. And, uh, and that's where we stayed for the night.
1: Okay, I was going to say those hotel rooms can start to close in on you if you're All there right. if you're if you're there too long. But you were probably having a nice time in Dallas. How good was it to be playing again? I I mean you've looked at some different opportunities, but I think I was reading. I mean it had been a while since you had played organized football. Had been out for what two or three seasons. Um, did it come back? Immediately once you got out there was it uh, was it were you almost surprised by how quickly it all came back to you?
10: Uh yes, sir. it was like it's it you know, it's muscle memory too. I think my instincts, you know, kind of just took over once, you know, I, the cleats hit the field again. Uh, I mean, you know, bouncing around from uh being uh you know, COVID year to signing with Atlanta to being cut to coming back to Texas to going to British Columbia to try to play football, not working out, coming back and then also going back to Montreal again to try it again and it didn't work out again man so I just I've kind of just kind of stayed you know stayed the course man as you know uh, a lot of my coaches in the past have said man just trust the process man that's that's literally like that's all I' could do in this whole time being off um, you know I kept training so you know the old saying stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Uh, that's kind of been my whole mentality throughout these whole three years, and man, once I got the opportunity, man, I wasn't gonna let it slip me by, man, because I've been waiting so long for it.
1: I mean, my gosh, all XFL—you've been named uh, a, a unbelievable amount of tackles. What did you What did you end up with, Jordan? I was looking at that earlier. I mean, it's a staggering. I was reading about you halfway, just a few uh, weeks in, and you were already at fifty-four, and I think that was leading the league. What did you, what What was the total you ended up with?
10: Uh, I ended up with 89 total tackles. I want to say 38, 39 solo, uh, 12 TFLs, and one pick. My goodness.
1: And a, and a scoop and score in there, right?
10: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. And a scoop and score. <laughs> yes, sir.
1: <laughs> now, what was the, uh, I, I understand you were kind of, you didn't really have your celebration. Worked out, though, after the uh, for about a 45-yard scoop and score, and you kind of got down there, and I'm sure XFL, man, they want you guys to be big-time entertainers. I'm sure they encourage all sorts of stuff. What was your – did you just kind of hand it back to the ref? What was your What was your inclination after you found the end zone?
10: Oh, man, I, I was just kind of happy I didn't get caught, man. I just wanted to score. Uh, catching my breath was kind of the main focus, too. And, man, you know – being on defense, you really don't score too much and, and have an opportunity to do that. So it kind of just – it was a surprise to me. I just kind of laid it up into the uh, into the goalpost, man. I didn't know really what to do. It was funny, man.
1: <laughs> now now, what coach there would you say has kind of helped you I, – I, I think I was reading about one particular coach. It might have not even been your position coach who kind of helped unlock things for you. And I think basically making the statement, "Hey, do you want to make this amount of money or do you want to make this amount of money?" And those were two very different amounts. Um, who was that coach and and what did that kind of do for you uh fairly early in the season?
10: Oh man, so uh I think it was around uh week three uh we were sitting there at breakfast uh me and coach Chamberlain he was our uh d b coach. Um, And we were sitting there just talking, you know, and uh, he just randomly said to me, man, you know, back when guys were trying to make the team, back when guys were trying to, you know, find a spot on this team, how hard you were playing. And he was like, he's like, not saying you're playing bad, but why are you not playing that hard right now? you know and so he said you got to make a decision man are you here to just make that 50,000 or are you here to make the 750,000 and you know it just realigned your goals you know and just knocked me back into focus of what I'm here for and what I'm playing for and what opportunity I really have in front of me
1: and what did they what what did they kind of this year I mean every down linebacker um made all those tackles for loss where have you grown most as a player you're 25 years old now had a great career at baylor where would you say is it the cerebral part of the game is it have you become more physical i'm kind of curious like what weight are you playing at now is it similar to college or have you uh have you beefed up even a little more
10: i would say it's about similar to college uh i need to definitely beef up a lot more though that that is my focus in these next three four weeks um just really doing that a lot more and uh I would definitely say in the game aspect just just kind of just learning to play the game within the game like understanding like a formation leads to these certain plays or this alignment or this alignment by the running back will dictate which way he runs the ball um the alignment of the tight end you know just little things that you really don't pay attention to a lot if you're not dialed in and I think that right there it just kind of just helped me run to the ball a lot faster um no more thinking you know just kind of knowing what's going to happen in front of me and then just being able to go um well yeah man I, I did, that's probably the biggest thing for me just to, like you said the cerebral part of the game
1: and do you ever um do you ever try to make it back to uh to waco have you uh these last couple of years with uh coach aranda do you ever uh try to try to come to some games and and uh what have what have you kind of thought about the direction of the program?
10: Oh yes, sir. Uh, I, I slid back. I want to say I went to the Kansas game, the homecoming game last year. I want to uh-huh. say, but yeah, uh, me and Miranda had uh, hopped on the phone call uh, the other day with uh, him and Coach Wetzel. Uh, we had a conversation. You know, he invited me back and said, "We're family. Whenever I feel, you know, so when I'm saying whenever I want to come down, I'm more than welcome." Um, and just Coach Rand is just a great dude, man. I just you can feel his energy, man. He's just a good person, man. He's looking out for you as a as a man, as someone that you know is really trying to get you to become better in the four or five years that you are at Baylor. And so you know I respect him a lot for that. Even though we know we we're never, we're never really coached by him, uh, you can tell like what what way he's leading this program is going to be on the uh, incline for sure.
1: All right, and then how cool is it to see Abram Smith? Doing so well, playing the championship game, putting up uh, really big numbers in the XFL. I mean, basically, one of the best players on defense and maybe the best player on offense, both Baylor guys. I'm sure you all take a lot of pride in that. Any uh, any encounters this season with uh, Abram?
10: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, me, me and Abram played against each other in our last game. Uh, man it it was it was really cool to see you know y- your guys that you practice with, man, you went to school with um out there doing the same thing you doing, man, and uh you know being out being in practice against him and then playing in the game against him is a lot different, you know uh Abrams done great this year, man, he's balled out, I mean like the way he just runs through people is just amazing, like heman's gonna have a great career soon, man, He's just gonna keep going, man. He's gonna get a great call, man. After this game, he's gonna he's gonna run through people, man. I feel like I gave him about 150 this game. No disrespect to Arlington, but man, my guy be <laughs> running the ball, man. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just fun, man. Playing him, Jalen uh, McClendon, and my boy John Love it. Uh, like with the Vegas team, man, it was just really dope seeing those guys out there, man. It's all love, you know. We're all we're always family.
1: Is that weird to see old like Bob Stoops over on the sideline? I mean, these are some of these coaches are pretty famous. I mean, one of your your guy Hines Ward, obviously extremely well known, Hall of Fame caliber player. But when you when you line up and see Stoops over there, are you kind of like, oh, it's like I'm back in the Big Twelve or something.
10: Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, just seeing some of these guys out there, just these big names, man, like. Uh, you know, you grew up watching these guys, uh, hearing his names over and over again, watching them in interviews, man. And now you're out there actually playing against some of the greatest to ever play the game, coach the game. Um, just, man, it's, it's, honestly, it's like so surreal, like being out there with those guys and just, you know, being able to soak up all the knowledge that is coming with from all the experience that is out in the XFL. It was really dope, man.
1: Jordan Williams joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about the XFL to the NFL? Like, how much does it come up, and how much of these coaches and the personnel people are trying to help you guys, especially guys like you who break out and have great seasons does that come up a lot in conversation, and and uh, and do you feel like the NFL, from what you can tell, is paying very close attention to what's happening with the XFL?
10: Um, you know, just you know, like a lot of times, Coach Ward will tell us all the time, man. You know, the whole mission that we're here for is to get us to the party, man, to get us an opportunity to show our talents to the world, and and man, you know, I don't know, I couldn't speak on like. How the NFL is viewing the XFL right now, but a lot of guys are getting a lot of camp invites. Um, a lot of people are getting a lot of looks, and uh, shoot, hopefully you know everybody gets in there and gets their opportunity, man. And um, but I will say too, at the same time, man, this year I want to say that man, we have just really pushed everybody like to be better out there in the league. You know what I mean? So. I feel like that is a great thing that the XFL is doing. Um, We're pushing for guys to not just make it in the league, but to stay in the league. Well, I know for for a fact that was uh, Coach Ward's message a lot to us. And so, um, you know, hopefully that is a a big, big uh, transition for us in this league to be able to go in there and show, uh, to get another opportunity to show what we can do.
1: Do you keep in touch with uh, uh, Terrell Bernard and Clay? of course? Of course, he played in the, Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Petrie, okay. those guys. How much uh, how much do you enjoy watching them and, and how often do you all talk? I mean, my gosh, you guys had such a linebacking core. I mean, you had a ton of tackles at Baylor. And then Bernard and, of course, Clay got hurt, I guess, that 2019 season. But um, that was a remarkable linebacking unit. I'm sure you're on a good one now, but uh, that, that was a star-studded cast, wasn't it?
10: Absolutely. Oh, those are my guys, man. Uh Terrell's birthday was just the other day. So me and him were just talking the other day. And uh uh Petey hit me up. You know, they all hit me up about, you know, congratulations on making the XFL thing. And uh man, those guys, bro, it's it's that is so crazy. Those are my brothers, man. Seeing them out there do their thing and ball, man, it's that is so crazy to me, man, that they're going out there and just getting to do their thing, man. Like I love seeing Petrie out there do his thing, man. And he's breaking records out there. They got they they be speaking so highly about my guy, man. And like you said, man, just being at Baylor and being around those guys, and just, man, we were just so tight. And it's 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 so good to see others doing really, really, really well, and especially to those guys because they deserve it. Every last one of them, they deserve everything that they're getting right now.
1: Well, Jordan, you deserve – you're getting some attention right now, XFL. And, uh, man, I hope you get a, a – let us know, by the way. Let's stay in touch if uh, about this camp invite. Uh, that'd be really cool to see you somewhere because like you say, all you need is a chance In XFL, you were one of the last guys picked in that, um, or oh, whatever they call the draft and, and you absolutely just, I mean, took it. You didn't think like that, like, oh man, one of the last guys to get an opportunity. And then you just kind of took over. So congratulations, by the way, on all your painting and art, um, yes, where did sir. you, did you take a lot of those? classes at baylor is a lot of this sort of natural you've always liked drawing or or painting like where did that where did all that come from
10: oh yeah man so uh it just started from like being younger i used to doodle all the time i used to take the sports illustrated books and uh i used to see kids send in their their drawings of athletes and stuff like that so i'm like now i can do that a little bit better you know just being competitive and uh i just kind of grew with it man and uh i took one art i took one art class at baylor after i graduated in the i want to say the spring of 2019 and after that man the rest is history kind of just been natural teaching myself and uh now my guy rocky he's my got to get all my tattoos he's kind of my my mentor he's an artist so he kind of helps me and pushes me in the right direction with that as well but yeah that's kind of all self-taught my man
1: what's the big what's your favorite tattoo that you have what is it of
10: Oh man, uh, the favorite. One, my favorite one is probably the one on my thigh that I did, um, that I actually did on myself. It's a rose. And, oh man, that has got to be my favorite.
1: Wait a second. You you took the you tattoo, whatever the machinery, and and designed it and everything, and then did it to yourself.
10: Yes, sir. And I've actually done outside of mine. I've done twelve on on twelve other people.
1: Oh my goodness. I mean, I would be screaming. I mean, even if somebody was doing it, but if I was doing it to myself, you got to have some discipline. And, and uh, now, how do you do you do anything to deaden it down there while you're doing it? Or I mean, how painful is that when you're uh, when you're trying to to give yourself one or get a tattoo from somebody?
10: Oh man, I like you said, it's all the mental thing, man. You gotta you gotta know that you're doing this for to for it to look good and to show your art and express yourself. And uh, I'd say that I would never recommend people deaden their skin because it's kind of harder for the uh, the tattoo artist, and you might mess up your skin because the skin's not as firm in that moment. Mm. But, mm. yeah, when you do it on yourself, man, it's extreme focus. It starts hurting at the end. I'll tell you that, though, for sure. <laughs> what
1: what tattoo do you think David Wetzel needs? Don't you feel like, I mean, he's a good Christian man, uh, Leeds <laughs> Chapel – I feel like he could use a tattoo, like an ichthus or something like that. What do you think would be good for Coach Wetzel?
10: Absolutely, I think he can get a like a cross right on his right bicep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: can you imagine him uh, getting home, showing the wife, like, "Hey, just this is a way that brings me closer to the Lord," and I decided uh, to let Jordan Williams do one of these for me. I'd like to kind of be a fly on the wall when David has that conversation. Well uh, yeah <laughs> um, well Jordan uh, congrats on everything. I'll be anxious to see that mural and um, and then keep us posted on where you maybe end up because boy you, the way you played, you deserve a shot and uh, lo and behold, whether it's special teams or whatever, you're likely to stick if you do get a shot so congrats on on a on a great season this year for the Brahmas.
10: Hey, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you having me on.
1: You bet. Good to have you. Jordan Williams, there he goes, uh, former Baylor great, and now plays in the XFL. And it was just named All-XFL, the All-XFL team. And uh, uh, he and uh, Abram Smith, uh, former Baylor star running back, who was in the NFL and now plays uh, in the XFL. So, Uh, And we're going to have Abram on later in the show, so it's kind of a fun XFL day for us. But next, it's time for Campus Confidential.
8: Savannah steps back in, righty in this lineup. And she'll jump on this one and over the glove as the shortstop Campbell. Turn around and scoring London minute Throw to second is not in time. Lady Pirates now lead 5-0. The Crawford Lady Pirates are looking to defend their state championship and go back-to-back with a return trip to Austin. Round three of the UIL playoffs continue versus Italy. Game one in Whitney on Thursday night, 545 for the pregame show on 104.9 FM. Lady Pirates softball is presented by TFMB. Your are for life.
7: Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost will cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnershevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family.
9: Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com.
3: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college
1: football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, and, uh, man, that was really interesting. Jordan Williams, former Baylor great, now starring with the – Fort, well, the uh, San Antonio Brahmas. Aaron, do you know what a Brahma is? I do.
2: I am. It is a bull, and I actually know. Uh, well, my grandfather knew the person, one of the people who first. Uh, I don't know if he was one of the first ones to bring Brahmas to the United States, but he was one of the first ones to really read them and have a big stock of them if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah i was a small kid
2: when i met him so i'm a little hazy on the details but i do remember that part
1: yeah no you don't sound hazy at all on this (laughs) (laughs) i i kind of like that the brahma aaron sexton kind of a cattleman uh and uh and and has some kind of connection to uh the, the Brahma Bull. I I, I can almost, uh, the Brahmas have a a very distinctive look about mm-hmm. them. And I don't know if it's kind of the humps, in a sense, on the back or how you would describe that. But the Brahma is a, uh, is, is, you just know it when you see it, right? You just, you know what a Brahma is. And that, that's the uh, XFL team, the Brahmas. And uh, Jordan Williams plays for them. Abram Smith is uh, set to be on with us. At five o'clock, and Abram is a star player for another XFL team, the team out of D.C. And he he obviously had a chance in the NFL. Was great at Baylor, and I bet he'll be back in the NFL because he can flat out get it as a running back and runs through people, around people, whichever way he needs to. Aaron, um, what do we what do you have for us in today's episode of Campus Confidential?
2: The University of Iowa announced that 26 athletes across five sports, baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling, and one full-time employee of the athletic department are suspected of wagering on sports in violation of NCAA rules. In addition, Iowa State acknowledged that 15 of its athletes across three sports are also suspected of violating gambling rules. Iowa said it had received information about 111 individuals although only 26 are current athletes. The school said the vast majority are students who are on staff, former athletes, or those with no connection to the athletic department. The uh, announcements come days after Alabama fired baseball coach Brad Bohannon amid a gambling investigation.
1: Boy, this is – I want to know more. I want to find out more. It's a little lighter. Yeah, they tell me that most of the people – were all, and part of the reason they got caught, they were all betting the under on the Iowa football team. <laughs> That's
2: just like going to an ATM last year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless the other team scored like 60, they, they had a pretty good shot. And, he, and, of course, the Iowa defense is pretty good. I was about to say, I think. So they, they hold teams down. But and of course, the Aaron they got the uh, the son. The offensive coordinator is the son of the head coach, isn't he, uh, Ferenc. And this year they've got him on like a. <laughs> they gave him a pay cut, and he has to kind of earn his money back by hitting certain levels. And if not, if he doesn't hit them, he gets fired after this year. In other places where they don't just, it's not a sugar daddy situation. After you're horrible on offense, they run you out of town. <clears throat> every coach. I mean, most all coaches have been at least fired or been on a staff that's fired or whatever. But not at Iowa. I mean, it's like, hey, daddy, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Well, son, what we're going to do is we're going to incentivize it. And if you get enough first downs this year, you get to keep your job. Now, every other place you get fired, but not at Iowa. What's that guy's name, Aaron? Brian Ferentz.
2: Yes, he's uh, the offensive
1: coordinator. Does that sound right? Hmm. Right. Man, I, we got to look into this gambling thing. I still think nothing beats that Alabama coach. That is crazy. How can, scratching his starter? I? I mean, first of all, how much were you really going to make? Like, I, I bet. I bet there's no way that guy makes. I mean, to be an SEC head baseball coach now. You're making like eight hundred thousand to a million dollars. Like it's a great job. That is an unbelievable job. And he's and he's trying to fix games to make probably there's no way he was gonna on that bet make more than fifteen or twenty thousand bucks. No way. And you just risked everything, your entire career. You know why, Aaron? Because people have <laughs> gambling problems. Absolutely. And people are idiots. And uh, not everybody, not our listeners, but that is crazy. And again, as I said earlier the other day, Aaron, if you find like, for instance, if I mean I love the Baylor softball team, but if you find me down there at the the, the local sports book, like loading up whoever the Bears are playing in the first round of the of the NCAA tournament, you know, send me to Gamblers Anonymous. You got problems if you're betting on softball and baseball in college. Now, if you're betting on, for, by the way, don't bet on basketball either because there's so many horrible things that can happen at the end of games. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, and base. I mean, it's just crazy. College football, I get, I get it. Okay, it it does it make the games a little more interesting to have a little skin in the game? Yes, I get that. Don't bet on the other stuff. It's so bad. It's so bad. All right, Aaron. There's my PSA for the day. What else do we have?
2: Longtime West Virginia men's basketball coach Bob Huggins. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Has apologized for using an anti-gay slur in an interview with a Cincinnati radio station yesterday. The situation is under review by both the university and the athletic department. During an appearance on the Bill Cunningham Show on News Radio 700. 700- WLW yesterday Huggins used to slur multiple times during the interview when talking about Xavier during his time as the Cincinnati head basketball coach
1: I don't know how he's not already fired and maybe they'll let him resign because he's such a legend or whatever but you can't and I and again I I gotta I mean he's great friends with Scott Drew and I'm sure you know, his your friends need to stick with you during tough times. And I think Scott would be the first t- person to say, yeah, that's just, that's a crazy thing. Huggy did. It's awful. It's dumb. I mean, it's one of the bigger unforced errors I've seen. Sometimes on live radio, we make mistakes and we say things we regret. OK, it's happened to me now. I've never been tempted, though, to say some kind of homophobic slur. What in the world could have been going on in his mind? I mean, almost you would be better off coming out. Now, I like the statement. I don't know who wrote it for him. Maybe he wrote it. I like, he, got, he had a good statement. But I think you, you almost need to say, I was drunk. I went on there. I'd had several drinks. And I regret it. But, I mean, to be sober and say that, I mean, it's bad anyway. Sober, drunk, anything. But I'm sorry. I, I, I love the guy. I really do. But he should be fired. He's had a great career. I, the last thing I want is for Huggy Bear to be fired. And I'm not a cancel, oh, Mosley, cancel culture, cancel culture. No, no, no. You never hear me on here. Cancel him. He did this. He did that. People make mistakes. But this was just horrible. I mean and, and on top of that, just stupid. And on top of that, not funny. Aaron, that's, that's a crime with me. I mean if you if you're gonna get if if you're gonna get fired like say something that's borderline funny. I mean that what he said was just like crass and stupid. And and then the guys on the show with him. Isn't he the best? Isn't he the best? What a joke. What a joke. People ask me, what would you do if somebody said it on me? Well, I would know it's, I mean, I've had people say questionable things with me, and I either end it with them quickly, I, I or I say quickly, you know, I disassociate myself with them. Uh, you know, say, well, I don't believe in anything like what was just said. I mean, there's a number of different ways you can handle that. But to then say, oh, isn't he the best? No, no, no. He may be the best in your mind, but not right after he used some homophobic slurs. Goodness gracious. Bob Huggins just gets the bum steer of the week award. Bum steers, Aaron. That's what uh, Texas Monthly used to give out to all the politicians. lifelong subscribers. So. Oh, okay. Well, did you know I used to write for them, Aaron?
2: Yeah, I, I generally thumb through that.
1: I got you. That's right. That's a tough. That was some heavy lifting. It was a tough read. Okay, it's the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. We hear from another Baylor great, one of the best running backs to ever come through.
11: Abram Smith joins us next.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
11: Up to 60% off. Storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion all up to 60% off not a discount store it's only at dmra fine jewelers
4: how about serving delicious central texas style barbecue and all the fixins at your next catering event Hellberg Barbecue caters all-size events from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people and full-service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Hellberg. Learn more at hellbergbarbecue.com.
3: This is
0: ESPN Central Texas.
4: Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company.
2: There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night, but also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, 7 Diamonds,
8: and 2 Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages
4: locally owned and operated sterling clothing company 2012 north valley mills drive waco and at sterlingclothingco.com and on facebook and instagram open tuesday through saturday 10 to 6 and sunday noon till 5. chance wilcox lived his life with a kind heart and anyone would tell you that but I'll never forget the call that my only son, with so much life ahead of him, had been killed instantly by a distracted driver on her cell phone. The happiness we all had and enjoyed up until that time was gone in one second by 100% preventable action.
5: Heads up, Texas. Using your phone behind the wheel can be deadly. Talk, text, crash. Brought to you by Text.
3: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank. With locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and we are
1: uh, trying to get Baylor legend abram smith on the line he called a little bit ago and then uh we lost him there for a second so we'll try to we'll endeavor to get back with him what a storied career he had at baylor after switching over from linebacker and he's already doing this in the xfl too Uh, it was one game in particular carried the ball 23 times for 215 yards and three scores including 62 yard touchdown And a 70-yard touchdown. And um, offensive line has been good there. This is the D.C. defenders that he plays for. And as you heard Jordan talking about, it's kind of interesting how they do it. They'll stay in one place, all the teams, and then they go to the the various places to play their games. And that's how Jordan Williams, of course, made it down to San Antonio to play for the San Antonio Brahmas. The D.C. team is playing for... The championship. I believe that's this coming Saturday, 7 o'clock uh, in San Antonio. I believe that's taking place. And uh, I mean, Abram Smith has just been a breakout star in this league, which is not shocking since he was the first player overall taken. Now, Aaron, I had something interesting happen. Somebody. You heard Jordan Williams earlier today mention Jalen McClendon. And I heard from an XFL PR person, they said, would you like to have Jalen McClendon on? I thought to myself, Jalen McClendon, how do I know that name? And sure enough, Jalen McClendon transferred in from NC State and was at the early days of uh, Matt Rule. And he played, uh, uh, in fact, Charlie Brewer played most of that year. But Jalen McClendon played some some that year, and he's playing professional football right now. So, always had good size, good arm, and so that was kind of good. I like these names in the XFL. You've got the you've got the North Division leading the defenders. Uh, you've got uh, the South Division's top team earlier in the season, at least the Houston Roughnecks. We just talked to the San Antonio Brahmas star player. And then some of these players obviously are from Baylor, and uh, we're getting some. I, I just this is kind of fun, and uh, uh, it looks like our PR man Aaron uh, uh, Dentravius Martino, uh, the uh, DC Defenders PR, they got really good PR folks, by the way. They jump, they jump right on these things, and he's trying to get in touch with Abram to see if we can give it another go. Aaron Abram's preparing for championship game he might have just said you know hey we i, I missed him, and uh i'm sorry and i've got to move on about my day i hope that's not the case um i'm amazed at how many of these players let's look at this uh okay this was this was april 8th to uh, or a few just a few weeks ago um and they did a list of the top xfl players that nfl teams should consider signing A.J. McCarron was on that list. Abram Smith from Baylor was on that list. And I think Abram Smith's going to get um, another shot. He, he was signed by New Orleans. I know Jeff Ireland liked him, the former Baylor kicker. And uh, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And he was the number one pick overall in the XFL. Uh, other, other players in that XFL that are great, Quentin Dormady quarterback for the orlando guardians um abram smith who i've already mentioned devon Darrington from the orlando guardians again um Jakor pearson stop me if you've heard any of these names cody latimer i remember this guy i'm trying to remember who he played for because he's 30 years old he played i believe for the uh the the team now called the commanders cody latimer's with orlando man orlando looks like they're stacked um Remember this guy from Oklahoma, Aaron Jeff Badett or Bedet B A D E T, plays for the Vegas Vipers, and then uh, the kicker for the San Antonio Brahmas, Parker Romo is a name everybody's trying to sign. So really interesting stuff um, going on. And again, we're waiting for Abram Smith's call. If we get him, we get him. I hope we do. Um, I, I I thought. I thought you know these these NBA playoffs have been really really interesting, and excited about getting it going again. We've got um, we've got the Sixers and the Celtics. Um, that's been a fun series. Tied it to James Harden has had two games where he's just gone crazy, uh, and he's gone for over forty points in both those games. And then we're going to get back to Denver. Or the Nuggets and Suns are going to get it on. And that, to me, what happened with the Suns owner, what happened with Joker, with Jokovic, he got fined. He did not get suspended. This is a great series. Last night, watching the uh, the Lakers uh, and the Warriors, I, I'm i I'm, I'm really kind of surprised, Aaron, I mean, knowing Steph and Clay, and Clay did not have a good game. Clay, at one point, I looked up; he had like nine points or twelve points. Steph did have a good—he uh, had a triple double, but he did not shoot the ball particularly well. Ends up with twenty-nine points. Um, amazing that the Lakers went away in the second half from Anthony Davis. He was tearing—he was tearing Golden State apart in the first half. They went away from them. Like so many games, I expected Steph to find a way to win that game, and he shot, and I, and I always love it when, after he finally misses shots, Oh, that, I didn't like that shot, I didn't like that shot, when have you ever not liked a Steph shot at winning time? I don't care what, the, what it looks like, where he shoots from. It, they're all good shots because he can make them all and he's incredible but they did not go down for him and boy they left one on the table now the question becomes can the warriors come back from a three to one deficit the answer is yes now they've lost when B, went up three one because you'll remember when they lost draymond green in that series and that turned the tide several years ago um can they return from a three to one yeah yeah, because they, they can certainly win at home to make this 3-2, and you know they could go on the road after that and make it 3-3, and then they would get to go home. I think they are put together, unlike most NBA teams, to win down 3-1. to That said, like 95% of teams that are up 3-1 go on to win the series. I absolutely, uh, I mean, this is the time of year I get way into these NBA playoffs. And and right now I can't get enough of it. Celtics and the Sixers. I want to see if they can that they that the Sixers can continue to uh, to build on this. Um, they I, I did not think the beard had this left in him. I did not think he could turn his game up to superstar status. I thought they'd have to ride Joel Embiid, and quite honestly, they have not. Embiid is great. He is the MVP, but uh it you know what what Harden has done in two of those these games is just book has got superstar written all over it. One college basketball story I wanted to bring up today. Uh, Hall of Fame men's basketball coach Denny Crum has died at the age of 86. Unreal. Hall of Fame College basketball coach played under John Wooden in the late 1950s, and then he turned Louisville into a, a juggernaut. Um, and, and they were great, and they had players we loved. They had Dr. Duncan's Duncan Stein, as I recall. Um, they had well, they had Daryl Griffith, who was the original even before, um, well, the other Daryl Dawkins, there was Daryl Griffith, and he was unbelievable. Played for Louisville, uh, led the Cardinals to the final four six times. I mean, that alone is insanity. Won national titles in 1980 and 86. Who did the 86 happen against? Well, that would have been Duke, and that would have been in Dallas, and that was never nervous Purvis. That was Purvis Ellison. Great, great player, made the NCAA tournament 23 times in his 30 seasons. And you think how awful Louisville was last year and how bad that felt. And uh, um, it, it just what Denny Crum meant to that place, like the jackets he wore to a kid, I was fascinated with everything about Denny Crum. He had the kind of the comb-over before the comb-over was even a thing. Had kind of a fun little comb-over that he did. And he had the red jacket, that cardinal red jacket. He was nicknamed Cool Hand Luke for his calm demeanor. And had a uh, 675 and 295 mark at Louisville. And, Aaron, it made me think about it, talking about what Bob Huggins said the other day. It was a famous CBS broadcaster who made a derogatory comment about the IQs of Denny Crum's players, and he never worked again, never worked again. Even that was a long, that was a long time ago. And uh, the, the uh, I think it was Tom Brookshire was the, uh, was the name of the broadcaster, very, very famous, and he made some crack about the intellect of that team and uh and he never worked again that just popped into my head as i was sitting here reading about denny Crum, tremendous basketball coach aaron had the story earlier today uh we were talking about it bob huggins what he said at uh, west virginia i don't know how you keep your job i i think we all make mistakes we all deserve uh second chances uh, I, mean, I would think there are some people that have known and followed his career would say he's had plenty of chances across his career. He has not taken care of himself from a health standpoint over the years. He had teams at Cincinnati that uh, uh, let's just say were not on the uh, graduation track and would uh, most of the, uh, lots of times be one of the worst in the country as as in terms of graduating players he's been an incredible basketball coach but i I would say if if you don't have the sense to avoid what he said which were homophobic slurs and he did not say it in a way like oh i just slipped and said something he said it in a in extremely derogatory manner and uh I, i i'm a little bit surprised they haven't made a move already Here's what I think's probably happening: is there's probably a talk going on with the new AD there about putting together a a, a departing package for him, kind of a retirement thing, and he's going to announce that he resigns. I hate it because what a horrible way for a Hall of Fame career to end. But I think that's uh, I think that's what's going to happen, and uh, uh, I. Uh, I find this interesting, Aaron, because I was looking at a picture of Huggins. Did you know that there is already a 2024 NCAA tournament bracketology? Did you know they were already doing this? This came out today. And the top overall seed, Aaron, college basketball, do you care to guess? The top overall seed in in Joe Lenardi's bracket, I'll give you a hint they well no 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 it's not it was gonna be the wrong hint aaron care to guess the top overall seed in Joe Leonardnari's bracket as we sit here uh in two thousand twenty three yukon duke okay the uh and and I love this he's got the the Last four in, the last four buys, these are the bubble teams. Already, Aaron, with no games being played, and we haven't seen any of these teams, we're not even doing scrimmages, a lot of these 2023 classes haven't even made it to campus. But it's kind of fun to look at this and and do this. The last four in the tournament, firmly on the bubble, Kansas State. Aaron, why do we do this? Like how do you watch what you just watched from Kansas State making it to the Elite 8 and have them on the bubble? Like like don't you <laughs> don't you say Jerome Tang maybe deserves the benefit of the doubt? Now interesting that there's the first four out that won't make the tournament and the next four out. On the next four out's two Big 12 teams. So they what they think is these teams are on the bubble. So pretty good. But, but definitely bubble teams. We're talking NCAA basketball on whatever today is, May 9th. BYU and Texas Tech on the bubble, but don't make it in. TCU gets in as an 8 seed. Um, Iowa State gets in as an 8 seed. Houston Cougars get in as a 3 seed. The Baylor Bears... Make it into the Midwest, Aaron. Let's already start looking at where we're going to be for the first round uh, next uh, March. All right? they, they uh, Joe has them in Indianapolis. Oh, no. Okay, good, good. I, I, for a second, I thought they are going to have to play Creighton again. Um, Aaron, he's got Baylor as an eight seed, a number eight seed heading into bracketology for next year. University of Texas Longhorns, a four seed. UConn, Aaron, you mentioned them, a two seed. Kansas Jayhawks, the number one seed in the Dallas Regional. All right. They would open in Omaha. Number one. They've got Kansas' number one seed. Hey, they just got Dickinson. I don't really have a problem with that pick. I, I think Baylor. I mean, my gosh, Aaron, what, is, what does Scott Drew have to do to get a better seed than eight? I mean, think about that. Two number one, how many numbers? They would have had, if not for the pandemic, three straight number one seeds. Then last year, they have a number three seed. But yet, Lenardi has them with an eight seed heading into next season. Does not make that much sense to me. And he's got eight teams from the Big 12. Of course, the Big 12 will have more teams to pick from. In fact, the Big 12 will be, for one season only, the Big 14. Aaron, will you join me in trying to brand, for at least one season, the Big 14?
2: (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue.
1: I like that. The Big 14. Okay. For one season only. But those teams are leaving, so we won't do that. Big 10 has eight teams. Big 12, eight. SEC, seven. The Big East, six. Pac-12, five. ACC, five. And um and they ha- everything else is like two, all right, Aaron. Uh, unfortunately, we almost had Abram Smith. Uh, call dropped, and he didn't call back, or for whatever reason, who knows? We may find out. I, in fact, let me, uh, Aaron, look at my uh, email real quick. We'll we'll double check, see what's going on with Abram. We'll either have Abram Smith when we come back, former Baylor great, or we'll continue down. Um, this path and I've got some things to say about Baylor softball I think you'll enjoy that is next
2: it's time now for the Baylor sports beat here's the voice of the Bears John Morris
11: Hi, everybody. It's check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. Baylor softball closes the regular season in historic and dramatic fashion. We'll give you details. Plus, women's golf opens play in the NCAA Regional in Pullman, Washington. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Looking for power, performance, adventure, or luxury? We've got it all at Allen Samuels Dodge Jeep in Waco. Shop the greatest selection of brand-new inventory in Central Texas during the Memorial Day sales event and get amazing deals on Ram trucks, Jeep, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, and minivans or a sporty Dodge all month long. Browse online and get pre-approved with no impact to your credit score or come in and find the vehicle that's right for you today. Hurry in to the Memorial Day sales event going on now at Allen Samuels in Waco.
2: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice,
11: John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor softball closed the regular season in dramatic fashion with a sweep of fifth ranked Texas this weekend. First, a 9-1 Baylor win in Austin, a five-inning run rule victory for the Bears. Then the series shifted to Waco, a 5-2 win for the Bears on Saturday. Then a walk-off 2-1 victory for the Bears on Sunday to get their first sweep of Texas since 2018. After the game, Baylor head coach Glenn Moore.
5: Yeah, just we're so proud of these girls uh, to be able to um, take on the number five team in the country without your ace in the circle. And those Riley and Casey and the defense step it up and get these three wins. Nobody would have bet on us this weekend, but it showed what kind of heart these girls have and what kind of talent we have. We're a pretty talented team, too. I told my wife when I walked off the field, I said, if I'd have bet you that we had a swept Texas without our ace pitcher in the circle, would you have taken that bet? She said, I'd have bet a lot of money on that one. So she didn't have a, she didn't have a lot of confidence that we'd take three from them. But she knows that I, I believe in those young pitchers. And I know what kind of heart they have and how much they've grown this this year. And it's nice for it to end this way at Getterman and against the number five team in the country. And, you know, i I'll say this, I'm so proud of our girls because I know how good that team is and I know what they've done to their opponents. They're a fairly young team and they're gonna make some mistakes that might've cost them a little bit, but their pitching staff's very solid, um, shut us down today and uh, we just never gave up. So I, I really respect uh, um, the amount of talent that's on the, that other side of the field to be able to pull it off three games in a row, I think should give us great confidence going into postseason.
11: Lynn Moore and Baylor softball finish the regular season at 39 and 15, 8 and 10 in conference play. They'll be the number four seed in the Big 12 tournament, opening play on Thursday in Oklahoma City against fifth seed Iowa State. It'll be a noon first pitch from ASA Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC on Thursday. Also from the weekend, Baylor women's tennis bowed out of the NCAA tournament with a four-love second-round loss to Texas A&M in College Station. And women's golf opens play today in the NCAA Regional in Pullman, Washington. Baylor, the number 2 seed, beginning this morning at the Palouse Ridge Golf Club. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat, more tomorrow. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat, more tomorrow. I'm Joan Morris. The
3: source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
9: The Clifton Chamber of Commerce welcomes all to the 11th annual Bosky Tour de Norway Bicycle Rally Saturday, May 20th. Since its introduction in 2012, the rally continues to gain popularity among cyclists for its burning climbs, gorgeous panoramic views, the generous hospitality of local volunteers, and the unique cultural experiences of Clifton. Register now at bikereg.com. That's bikereg.com. Or register the day of. Registration begins at 6 a.m. The race starts at 8 a.m. As the host of the Voski Tour de Norway, the Clifton Chamber of Commerce, invites you to join us for a lovely spring day of cycling, wildflowers, and fun.
6: Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does?
3: No, it's no wonder this guy made his mama proud. She always wanted him to
6: be a doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor. That's Ronnie Wheatleworth, the Foundation Doctor. My team and I have accumulated over 70 years' experience dealing with Central Texas soils and foundations. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will, and our warranties? well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask them all. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at imeedthedoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks
3: in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live
0: from the Allen Samuel Studios.
1: It's GENCO's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at GENCO, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GENCOFCU.org, member NCUA.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
1: This is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, taking you through this Tuesday afternoon. We'll get Abram Smith back on. And uh, wasn't Jordan Williams great earlier today? And uh, Aaron, and I had a... Put out word to our graphics department and still waiting on that. But uh, we're, we'll get that up up for you on uh, on the socials, as we like to say. Aaron, I did see that Baylor has officially landed. They've already made announcements on this a while back. But I guess she's actually made it to Waco. The Iowa State transfer to Nay Fritz. Big-time guard, great length, um, and uh, – uh, you know, at five eleven, uh, should be should be good. I mean, really good size. Uh, Baylor's had some smaller guards. To have a five eleven guard reach double figures at Iowa State was on the All Freshman team. Twelve games, one twenty point game, while posting a pair of ten rebound performances. Aaron, I'll take you back to Danae's, uh prep's career, uh, high school career over 2,000 career points, 1,100 rebounds, averaging 21 points and 12 rebounds per game during her high school career and was named a Class 3A Miss Basketball in Tennessee. Big, big big-time player, uh, transfers in from Iowa State. Now, I know some of these transfers don't get the attention that other teams get, but I think the Bears do have a lot of talent headed their way this year now speaking of talent uh the softball team sunday the 14th okay that's coming up this coming weekend on sunday is the announcement show may 14th and at 5 15 the doors will open in the letter winner's lounge at mclean stadium if you've never been uh it is on the east side of the stadium go in that entrance and it's a really beautiful uh place we're fortunate to go in there a lot because my dad played football at baylor and uh, and so that's a really really neat area you might want to go check that out And it's open to the public and then the announcement show will start at six and um i, I think uh, coach moore will be around some of the players um, and, and it'd just be a really neat atmosphere to go by. And then Aaron light snacks, light snacks. Some of us have different, uh, definitions of what light snacks are. Mine. I think most people would think my definition of a light snack would be rather heavy. Maybe some sausage, maybe, maybe some, uh, maybe some brisket. That would be a good, uh, a good light, uh, snack for me. So, um, uh, don't be afraid to drop by that event. And Glenn Moore, who is a daily listener, and uh, we enjoyed having him on the other day, will uh, will be stop. You know he'll obviously be part of that event. All right, Aaron. Uh, I've been looking at some of these things about the Cowboys draft class in preparation. I'm probably gonna go out there this weekend to Frisco and check in on this rookie camp that the Cowboys were holding. Um, I thought this was interesting. The Ringer, which I read from time to time, the Ringer.com sort of broke down the 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 offseason, you know, post-draft kind of thing for every team. And, and of course um, it says what we learned about every NFC team this offseason. So right now we're just dealing with um, uh the uh the NFC. And and for instance with the Falcons it says they're kicking the can again at quarterback. And then it it also says about with Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray could be on the move after 2023. All right. So a lot of this is obviously uh, about the quarterback, and I understand that. I thought this was interesting. What Shil Kapadia, longtime buddy of mine, uh, used to be with the uh, uh, with well, he's with you was ESPN Now he's with the Ringer. He said of the Dallas Cowboys that they overreacted to their playoff loss. I'm like, what? Because I thought they've done pretty well this off season. I think Aaron thinks that too. Um he said, and in, in, he was talking about all the turnovers that Dak had, and he had some interesting numbers here I thought I'd share with you. He says, were turnovers an issue in 2022? At times, yes, but overall, not really. The Cowboys turned the ball over on 10.8% of their possessions, which was slightly lower than the league average. Dak was intercepted on 3.8% of his passes, which was the worst mark among starters, not all the interceptions were his fault, and interceptions were not an issue for Prescott previously in his career. From 2019 to 2021, Prescott had the ninth lowest interception rate in the NFL. It's reasonable to think the Cowboys got some bad turnover luck last year and that Prescott won't throw nearly as many interceptions. So the, the whole premise being that he doesn't think that McCarthy is an upgrade over Kellen Moore. In four years, now listen to this number. I think people will find this interesting. In four years with Kellen Moore, if you isolate the plays where Prescott was the quarterback, and I know he was banged up some of the time, but just with Prescott, the Cowboys performed like the second-best offense in the NFL in terms of EPA per play. That's the estimated performance of each play. Did the offense look bad Against the 49ers, no doubt. But that was one game on the road against the best defense in the NFL. Ideally, the Cowboys would have examined what went wrong in that game, made some tweaks, and moved forward. Instead, they made a big change that could result in a step back in 2023. Aaron, do you think there are Cowboys fans out there thinking that that Mike McCarthy calling plays will be a step back? Or do you think just the 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 prospect of a change and the help of a new receiver and hopefully a, a new, I mean, Dak will revert to the non-turnover guy he's been in the past. I'm just wondering what our people think of this, Aaron, and I'll ask you too. Uh, 254-662-1660. That's 254 254- Six six two sixteen sixty is our um, our text line, and you can weigh in on this, Aaron. Which way? I mean, are are you agreeing with this premise that perhaps the firing of Kellen Moore and replacing him with Mike McCarthy is an overreaction?
2: Yes and no. I understand it. He wanted basically. If you're a play caller, it's hard to have someone else calling plays because they're not going to call the plays you would want. And I think he finally just came around to that fact and decided to do it himself instead of having to watch plays called that he didn't like. And he's pretty much said that. He was like, there was plays when he was throwing the ball when I wanted us to run to give the defense a chance to rest. I think that's yeah. a pretty dumb statement, but well, he did make it.
1: He he, You're right about this. He's trying to say now he wants to go run heavy and lean more on this defense. There's no evidence of that Mike McCarthy in all those years he was calling plays in Green Bay. Aaron, even when they won the Super Bowl, and even when we talked about year in, year out, and he had the great Aaron Rodgers, I mean, name me a team where he had some kind of incredible running back with the Packers. He didn't. He didn't. Now, they had years where people would show up. I remember some guy named, like, James Starks or somebody like that that just kind of showed up and did some things. I think he was – that guy was from – I don't know why I remember things like this. I want to say he was from, like, Mississippi State. But – and he was good in the playoffs. But for the most part – I mean, what they're basically telling us is we want to turn our $45 million a year quarterback into a bus driver quarterback. We would like to stop asking him to throw the ball as much. We would like to stop trying to put our season on the shoulders and the legs and the arm of one Dak Prescott. Eric, think how crazy that is while they're about to do an extension where I promise you he will end up getting close to $50 million a year. And the message they're sending is, we want to try to make this offense way more conservative. I mean, I don't know. Aaron, name me a Super Bowl team in recent years where where they just went really conservative certainly not the chiefs certainly not the Bengals that have been playing for these things in recent years <laughs> i can give you a with stat. joe burrow oh what what do you got
2: the last uh the last team to win a super bowl that didn't throw the ball at least 60% of the time during the regular season was 2017 the patriots and no no 2017 was that the patriots or the eagles Either way, and they they ran it 59% of the time. You'd have to go back to, I think, 2015 to to see a team that won the Super Bowl that ran the ball more than 40% of the time around there.
1: That's interesting because that was the year, uh, you might be right, it might be Eagles where Wentz led them most of the year, but Foles took them down the stretch, and that would have been Doug Peterson. It was sometime right around there. Now, in this same article... Uh, where he says the Cowboys overreacted to what happened this season. Um, of the New York Giants, it says they're taking a gamble on Daniel Jones's upside. One of the, uh, one of the, uh, the key people here, say, the, uh, one of the quotes is, I hated that contract. I didn't think it made any sense for the Giants at all. The franchise tag is made for a player like Daniel Jones. And, of course, the franchise tag would allow them to pay him a bunch of money for one year and then kick the can down the road. They decided to go ahead and reward him and pay him in a big way. Um, the new coach and the general manager, Joe, Joe Schoen, and then Brian Dayball, the head coach, um, Apparently thought the film backed up the numbers of that huge contract because the Giants didn't pick up you know Jones's fifth year option last offseason. Aaron, do you do you believe in Daniel Jones? I'm wondering what our people think about that. It says on an average annual value basis, Jones is tied for ninth among quarterbacks. Um what they're, the message they're sending is that he still has untapped upside. Um, if Jones performs in that 9 to 11 range among starting quarterbacks in the league, the contract will look fine. But if he looks more like the player from 2019 to 21, the contract is a disaster. Now let's remember who they've traded for. They traded for tight end Darren Waller. Good player. Good player, Aaron. Uh, a great player for the Raiders. Puts up pretty big fantasy numbers, I'm sure you uh, you would say. You would back that up. They and spent a third-round pick in this draft on the speedy wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt. People thought that was a good pick. He slipped down there fairly far, and he's got incredible straight-line speed. Could be a huge deep threat. The question is, how much of a difference will that make in Daniel Jones' performance? The Giants are banking on Jones making another leap in 2023. Aaron, that makes sense to me. I I don't I I don't see Daniel Jones having another gear. I think he's pretty at times. He's pretty solid. But I sort of think he may have maxed out. In the quarterback rankings of the NFC East right now, Aaron, would you have Daniel Jones tied with Dak or still behind Dak if we go ahead and just admit that Hurts is the number one quarterback in the NFC East? I think we would all agree that Hurts is the number one. There may be somebody trying to make an argument against that. I don't think that would be valid. I think Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC East. Aaron, could you make an argument, or would anybody make an argument, that Jones has moved past Dak?
2: I don't think anyone that's not a Giants fan would. And don't get me wrong, I, I watched Daniel Jones a lot more last year, and I remember thinking a couple of times, okay, maybe all their problems weren't his fault, because he did look pretty good a few times when I saw him but I just, there was no spectacular plays and I don't think that those are there so I agree with you I don't think there's another level for him
1: All right and then when it comes to the Eagles it it mentions they're doing a lot of uh they're doing a lot of quarterback talk and they've got a salary cap expert who's weighing in on this thing and it says the Eagles have a history of doing no fuss quarterback deals early when they're sold on a guy. But even with that history, this this expert was surprised by the structure of the five year two hundred and fifty five million dollar extension Hertz signed last month. It's the most aggressive one this salary cap expert has ever seen. He he goes on to say, I just thought it was really aggressive, contract structure, in that they're almost Um, forces you to extend him again four years from now Aaron who's that sound like boy it sounds like (laughs) the old Dallas Cowboys I mean they the, the ink is barely dry before we're out here talking about oh let's get him signed to another one and this last one I mean he did huge numbers on the contract in part because of The injury. I mean, he had them over a barrel. And you would think generally a quarterback who sustained a year-ending and a very, very bad injury, you'd have to go back to the table and that quarterback might not be worth as much. That doesn't work that way with the Cowboys. They let themselves get so behind in the negotiations that the injury almost seemed to help Dak Prescott. The injury sidelined him. They were bad without him, and it made his leverage go up even more. Only the Cowboys. And part of the reason that happened is because they let Zeke Elliott jump ahead of him in line. And then, of course, the Cowboys now. Aaron, how many stories are we seeing this offseason? Oh, they shut the door. Oh, they haven't shut the door. Oh, there's still a chance Zeke could come back. That is the way. Of the Cowboys. They just can't. Uh, they can't move on. And and sometimes they get stuck in quarterback purgatory. Um, they've lucked out on two franchise quarterbacks. Romo and Dak. When I say lucked out, they didn't even want Dak. They wanted other quarterbacks. Those guys went off the board. They ended up getting Dak in the fourth round. Romo, they didn't even draft him. Right? They got him in free agency. The guy had uh undrafted free agent had an amazing career except four these guys have combined four Aaron how many playoff wins three maybe four three three two for Dak one for Romo I mean imagine that Romo is one of the most celebrated and prolific quarterbacks we've ever seen around here and and the lack of playoff wins are stunning All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. We uh, do the dismount. Say goodnight next.
9: It's on to the Big 12 tournament in Oklahoma City for Glenn Moore and Baylor softball this weekend on 101.3 FM.
11: It's Baylor and Iowa State to open the Big 12 tournament Thursday in Oklahoma City. 1145 for the warm-up show. High noon, first pitch on 101.3 FM.
9: Join Dan Ingham from the Big 12 tournaments every game on 101.3 FM.
11: Up to 60% off. Storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts. Top diamond quality. Thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion. All up to 60% off. Not a discount store. It's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers.
8: Listen to
3: the Matt Mosley Show online at syntechsportsfan.com.
7: Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for the jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call 840-3261 or 24-7 at TurnerChevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family.
9: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? <laughs>
3: on ESPN Central Texas. it's time now for the dismount of the matt mosley show on
1: espn central texas what is matt mosley's show the dismount we did have abram smith attempted to call us earlier today we call dropped and uh, boy we tried like crazy to get back in touch with him Aaron, I was uh, hitting up the PR man for the D.C. Defenders playing for the championship against those Arlington Renegades. We did have Jordan Williams on, though, and man, was he good. He was so good, Um, and he's down here in San Antonio now. He's hoping to get a camp invite after having an incredible year for the XFL San Antonio team, and he puts up He's working on a mural. I mean, the guy is uh, really, really talented in a lot of areas. But he's painting a mural. What do you say, Aaron? The Alamo Dome and part of the uh, city, you know, the of uh, San Antonio, and got some. I mean, really, kind of a neat deal. So we'll have to figure out exactly where that mural is to see what Jordan Williamson, the star linebacker for the Brahmas, is up to. The uh, tonight's NBA action. tip. Uh, Sixers are in Boston. We shall see. I don't know if Harden can do it again. Two of these four games, he's been unstoppable. He's been a force. They'll need it again uh, to to knock off the Celtics at home. The uh, Nuggets return home and will host the Suns. And KD and Booker will load up against Murray and the Joker. It's going to be great action. That is tonight on TNT. Always love those TNT games because I like to see what Barkley has to say. Everybody have a great night. And we'll plan on visiting tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody.
3: It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 buzz. Modern Media, your
11: full-service advertising agency. Here's John Morris. Everybody's number check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, part of an interview with Paul Biancardi, a guest on the Matt Mosley show yesterday, talking about the reclassification of Baylor's big man, Eve's Missy. We'll hear that coming up on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Hey, folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now, Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. If you like the Baylor
3: gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com.
11: Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with Bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline.